Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, we're continuing our summer series of Mr. and Mrs. Blandings. And today's episode is provided with vastly improved high-quality audio by RadioArchives.com. Radio Archives sells high-quality old-time radio collections, Pulp Fiction ebook reprints, as well as Pulp Fiction audiobooks. And you can sample one of each by sending an email to detectives at radioarchives.com. In addition to that, they, in the course of their decades of business, have accumulated 36,000 transcription discs with various old-time radio programs on them, including some that are not in circulation. And they have a service where they are sending out the transfers at a rate of 600 files per month. My listeners can sample the first month for $59.98, which goes directly to support the podcast, by going to transfers.greatdetectives.net. And then if you opt to subscribe, you will pay $60 a month, which is half of the typical price. But now let's get into today's episode of The Blandings. The original air date, March 18th, 1951, and the title is Selling the House. Transcribed. Flying's the way to travel, and the way to fly is TWA, Transworld Airlines. Presenting Cary Grant and Betsy Drake as Mr. and Mrs. Blandings in a new series based on Eric Hodgins' best-selling novels Mr. Blandings Builds His Dream House and Blandings Way. Did you know that TWA flies the world's largest fleet of constellations and offers luxury constellation service all the way from San Francisco to Bombay, India? You love to fly high up in the sky You ride the airways, starry stairways Smoother and swifter, flying's the way. And the best way to fly, D-double-U-A. Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake, with Gail Gordon as Bill Cole. When Jim and Muriel Blandings finally moved into their new home in the country, everything was ready. That's what the architect said, and the contractor, and the landscaper. Of course, they didn't mention that the well would cave in, and it did, that the doors wouldn't open, and they didn't, or that the sprinkler system wouldn't sprinkle, which it doesn't. 
<laughs> Through all these things, Jim's patience bore up remarkably well. But last week came the breaking point. It started on Monday when Mr. Jenkins, the handyman, appeared and said, Oh, Mr. Blanding, remember them special rose bushes we bought to put alongside the driveway? Yes. Remember you telling Miss Blanding's to back the car out herself this morning? Yes. Where do you want to buy the new rose bushes? <laughs> on Tuesday, Mr. Jenkins' opening gambit was... Oh, Mr. Blanding's... Remember that spot in the retaining wall? He said I'd better brace it up or it'd break through. Yes. I didn't. It did. <laughs> and then on Wednesday. Oh, Mr. Blandings, recollect I warned you if that elm tree blew down, she'd smash the greenhouse. Don't tell me that. Nope, she didn't. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. Hit the garage instead. <laughs> on Thursday, Jim avoided Mr. Jenkins. But as he was leaving the house on his way to work, his wife, Muriel, said, Oh, Mr. Blanding. Oh, Muriel, Muriel, I'm not in the mood for bucolic humor. Sorry, dear, but there's something you have to take care of. Oh, uh, what is it this time? Did that valve break off on the washing machine? Did the thermostat go wonky on the hot water heater? Or did the sink stop up? Yes. <laughs> Jim! Jim, I'm not trying to bring up unpleasant things. I just mm. mentioned it so you could pick up the parts on the way past the hardware store. Oh. You'll be passing the hardware store anyway. I will? On your way to the bank to pay the mortgage. Oh, yes, the mortgage. Now, there's a pleasant thought. Well, you don't have to pay the mortgage, you know. Of course, they'll take the house away from you. Well, that's about as minor a threat as I've ever heard. What? <clears throat> I tell you, Muriel, the way I feel right now, if it weren't that you and the kids are so crazy about this place, I'd get out from under. I'd put it up for sale tomorrow. If it weren't for... Well, we don't want to stand in your way. If that's the way you feel, you can put it up for sale today. Muriel, you don't mean that. I mean it as much as you meant it. Oh, I meant it all right. Then so do I. All right, then I will put it up for sale. All right, go ahead. All right. All right. All right. Well? Well? All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going now. I know. I'm going to put the house up for sale. I know. Today? Yes. Well, Muriel, you don't... Oh, all right. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Jim. Something wrong, Miss Blanding? He didn't kiss me goodbye. Oh, does he always kiss you goodbye? Not always, but today when he didn't do it, he didn't do it like he meant not to do it. <laughs> oh, good morning, Mr. Martin. How's the real estate business? Why, hello there, Mr. Blandings. Uh, what brings you in? Well, I, I want to talk about some property. Uh-huh, well, now, might be I could help you. Of course, prices are pretty high now. This is a seller's market. Oh, you don't understand. I'm not buying. I want to sell. Oh, oh. Well, now, might be I could help you. Of course, the price has got to be low. <laughs> this is a, a buyer's market, you know, and... Uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought this was a seller's market. Why? You said it was. When? Just a minute ago. Well, Pawnee, I was in the same room, and I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> uh, what's this property you want to sell, uh... Not your lovely little place, I trust. Well, yes. Hmm. 
That's a shame. Yes. Yes, it is. I hate to part with it. Well, don't worry. It's not likely two like you is going to come along. Now, now, just a minute. That isn't the way you talked when I bought the house. No? No. You described it as a cozy haven of bliss, nestled in nature's bosom, kissed by the sun and cradled by the moon. I said that? Yes. <laughs> oh, Reader's Digest, meet your new most unforgettable character. <laughs> well, now, let's get down to business. Uh, how much you want for the place? Well, I figure I've got about 38000 in it right now. And 38000 Say, you were a juicy one, weren't you? <laughs> yes, Mr. Martin. I was a doll. Now, I'm willing to take just what I have in it for a quick deal. 38000 Oh, no, no, Mr. Blandings. You're forgetting what higher taxes have done to the market. All right, 37000 37000 With these tight credit controls? 36000 then. Not many buyers in these unsettled times. Thirty-five. Cost of living index is going up all the time. Thirty. Say, listen, how far do we go like this? <laughs> well, sir, I got good reasons down to thirty, and I can make them up down to twenty-five. <laughs> well, thirty-five is my rock-bottom price. Now take it or leave it. Well, if, if that's it, that's it. You want to stay with that fantastic price? It's all right with me. Don't try to sway me. If I can't get my price, just forget it. Understand? Yes, I understand. Bye, Mr. Blannings. Goodbye. My, I'm afraid he's no longer juicy. <laughs> oh, Jim, is that you? Yes, it's me. Come in here, dear, and see the new curtains. The what? Muriel, it sounded as if you said something about new curtains. I did. Aren't they beautiful? Well, yes, but obviously we're not going to keep them. Why? I thought we agreed to sell the house. Oh, oh, that was this morning. Muriel, I put the house up for sale. You what? Are you backing down? No, no. I meant it as much as you did. Well, that's all right, then. Where are you going? Out to look at my azaleas. Why bother? Why well, bother? I planted those myself. If I don't look after them, who will? The new owner. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> well, I think I'll go out and look at them anyway. Call me when dinner's ready. All right. Oh, darn, I wish that... Hmm. Operator, may I have New York, please? Circle 49929. Hello? Bill? Muriel, what a nice surprise. I was just thinking about you. Bill, I'm in trouble. I need your help as a friend and as a lawyer. Is it about Jim? Well, yes. What's the idiot up to? What's he done to you? He's put the house up for sale. He what? You're joking. No, I'm not. Now, what can I do about it? Well, the property's half yours. If you don't want to sell it, tell him not to sell it. I can't. Why not? Because I told him to sell it. Why? So he wouldn't think I didn't want him to sell it. Now... Wait a minute. You, you want him to sell it? No. Oh, then you don't want him to sell it. That's right. So you told him to sell it? Certainly. Muriel, you jiggle your receiver and I'll jiggle mine. Bill, it's perfectly clear. 
Well, I'll, I'll try to get it straight. Now, let me see. The party of the first part opposed the transaction and as a consequence thereof felt obligated to give approbation to the party of the second part. No, no, it doesn't help even when I simplify it. <laughs> well, the important thing is I don't want anyone else to get our house. I just couldn't stand it. Well, don't worry. I doubt if Jim wants to part with it either. Anyway, I'll, I'll have a talk with him tomorrow and straighten it out, okay? Okay, and thanks, Bill. Goodbye. Look right nice, don't they, Mr. Blanding? Eh? Oh, hello, Mr. Jenkins. Yeah, funny, they never look better. Got that retaining wall fixed all shipshape. Really? The garage ain't as bad as we thought. That things are working out pretty good. Just like they usually do. Oh, that's nice. Uh, maybe it'll help the sale. Sale of what? You might as well know, Mr. Jenkins. I put this place up for sale with the real estate man today. Oh, I didn't know you wanted to sell. I don't. Oh? Oh, you're being forced to sell, eh? No. Oh. Mm. Sounds a little silly, I guess, huh? Oh, oh, no, no, not to me. Of course, that don't mean much. I'm at that age when my mind starts to wander, too. <laughs> you know something, Mr. Jenkins? You've hit the nail on the head. I must have been out of my mind. I'm going in and talk to Muriel. I'm going to admit to her that I was wrong, and I'm going to... Oh, Jim. Oh, Muriel, I've been a fool. I know, dear, but this is important. Muriel, <laughs> listen to me. I don't want to sell the house. You what? I said I don't want to sell the house. And you don't want to sell the house either. I don't know what got into me. I... Muriel, what's the matter? Oh, Jim, why didn't you say this before? Before what? Before Mr. Martin phoned. He's got a couple coming all the way from New York to look at the house. And if they like it, they're going to move right in. What? Mr. Blanding's falls on the greenhouse. The garage won't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one of the most important things about being an American is that you have freedom of choice. Freedom to choose your occupation, to choose the automobile you drive, the breakfast food you eat, the schools your children attend, the church where you worship. America was founded on this principle, and it's inspired a healthy competition among the many industries who serve you. Their constant effort to improve their service in order that they may deserve your choice has given our country the highest standard of living that history has ever known. Look what's happened in air transportation. The Civil Aeronautics Act of 1938 not only regulated air commerce, but provided that there should be competition in keeping with the sound development of an air transportation system for commerce, the mail service, and national defense. Today, our many domestic scheduled airlines stand ready to serve you within the United States and are striving to provide you the best in service and convenience schedules. And this American principle doesn't end at our nation's borders, either. Twelve United States airlines fly to foreign countries. At this very moment, U.S. airliners are streaking through the skies to every part of the globe. And they carry not only passengers and cargo, but they also bear the emblem of free enterprise, the stars and stripes, and the principles of freedom and competition for which our flag stands and which the entire world can only envy. And so today, TWA is proud to be a part of the scheduled U.S. airlines, 
that living symbol of free enterprise, as they carry our priceless heritage to the four corners of the world. And now the second act of Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. As you all know, trouble comes in various forms. For Jim and Muriel Blandings, it is arriving in a fiery red Cadillac, complete with twin horns, twin tailpipes, and leopard skin upholstery. Meet, if you will, Herman and Gladys Davis, or as they call themselves, Bunny and Popsy. Popsy, ain't it wonderful out here in the country? Take a breath, Popsy. Go on. I'm breathing, I'm breathing. <laughs> oh, to be in England now the lilacs are in bloom. Ah. Cute, aren't they? They are the prospective purchasers of the Blanding's Dream House. And what of the host and hostess at this impending soiree? Well, they're a little nervous. Jim, come here to the window. Look at that car. Hmm. I wonder if the Taj Mahal has been reported missing. <laughs> here they come. Oh, darling, I'm worried. They don't look like the kind of people who can be talked out of things. All right, well, don't be subtle. Now, if we're going to tell them lies, make them whoppers. What do you mean? Well, don't just say the house is drafty. Cough. And don't just point to the DDT. Scratch. Gosh, <laughs> well, you don't have to go that far, but... Uh, oh, here we go. Do your best. I'll try. <clears throat> well, how do you do? Welcome to Mortgage Manor on Taxation Hill. <laughs> I'm Jim Blandings. Hiya, hiya. I'm, uh, I'm Davis. This is my, uh, my girlfriend, Bunny. I'm your wife. Please, I'm not well. <laughs> I'm very pleased to meet you. Uh, Muriel, this is Mr. and Mrs. Davis, my wife. Hiya, honey. You really like your hair that way? <laughs> Bunny, for crying out loud, stop with them corny compliments, will you? <laughs> we, uh, we come to see the house Oh, yes, of course Well, let's get started Now, supposing I show you the things a man likes to see, Mr. Davis And Mrs. Blandings can show a uh, 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 bunny around Oh, that'll be keen Okie doke, hon I mean, Mrs. Blandings Okie doke, hon Right this way Oh, I can't wait to see it Hey, hey, them, them two, they, they hit it right off like, uh, like, uh, uh Peas in a pod, huh? bugs in a rug Birds of a feather? Ah. <laughs> Take your pick. Take... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'll, uh... Say, you, you sure got some nice place here. I think I'm going to like it. Oh, you will. You'll love every weed in the lawn, every gopher hole in the driveway, every termite in the cellar, and every crack on every floor. Oh, gee, you said that pretty. <laughs> 
You a writer or something? Uh, this is going to be tougher than I thought. Now, let me get the lay of the house here. Let's see. You got a, a living room, a dining room, and a den downstairs. Uh, what's uh, upstairs? Four bedrooms. Oh, you got four bedrooms. Well, that's nice. There's uh, how many baths? How many what? How many baths? Say, that's it. <laughs> that's what? Mr. Davis. Did you ever have the feeling there was something missing and you couldn't quite put your finger on it? No, holy smoke. You mean to tell I me... I mean to... to tell you almost anything. Come on. Is this your bedroom? Mm-hmm. My, it certainly is chick. Of course, it needs pepping up. Pepping up? Wait till you see how I fix up this room. Red drapes with velvet sashes, shag rugs, a Hollywood bed with satin spreads, and stuffed dolls. Don't you just love stuffed dolls? I loathe them. Me too. <laughs> I guess we're both little girls at heart. Um, say, not that I'm the kind that plays around, but are there any cute fellas in the neighborhood? What do you mean? Well, uh, for instance, uh, do you have your groceries delivered? Yes. What's he like, hon? Tall, dark? He's 13 and small for his age. <laughs> for the life of me, I can't see why Popsy wants to move out here. Say, what do you kids do out here to keep from going stir-crazy? <laughs> oh, we go for nice long walks and we garden. And, of course, nights when Jim can't get home, I read. Nights when what? Well, nights when Popsy, um, I mean Mr. Davis, misses the train, he'll have to stay in town all night. Suddenly it hits me. So that's why that baboon wants me to move out here. Well, I'll fix his little red wagon. <laughs> Now, Blandings, I ain't saying I'm sold on a house, you see, but just in case we do make a deal, you and me. Now, why should we shell out good dough to this real estate guy? Hmm? Mr. Davis, are you suggesting we circumvent the broker? <laughs> oh, heavens, no. <laughs> Let's just cut him out. I'm afraid I couldn't consider anything like that. Well, it was just an idea. You can forget it. But, um, say, listen, Mac. Um, yeah? I know that I don't look like the kind of a guy that would be interested, but um, are there any chicks around here? <laughs> chicks? So there you are. Herman, I want to talk to you outside. I'm not finished about the house. Listen, if you live here, it ain't going to be with me. And don't say what you're thinking. Come on. Well, all right. Hey, look, I'm sorry, folks. I'm afraid we decided not to take Come it. On. All right, all right. But it was very nice to have met you. Okie doke, hun. Okie doke. Hmm. Well, that's a relief. Hello? Hello, Mr. Blandings. Uh, this is Martin, the real estate agent. Oh, Mr. Martin, I was just about to call you. The Davises were here. Well, don't tell me you sold in the house. Please don't tell me you sold in the house. I don't get it, but you have no fear in the world. I didn't sell it to them, and I'm not selling it to anybody. Well, you won't have to, because I just did. 
What? Fella came in from New York, bought the house sight unseen. I've got the money for the option right here on my desk. Mr. Martin, don't move. I'm on my way down there right now. Muriel, everything is not okey-doke. Mr. Martin. Uh, uh, well, Mr. Blandings. <laughs> Come to congratulate me. Hey, you're shaking. You haven't even got hold of my hand. <laughs> Mr. Martin, I want you to tear up that option. Well, sorry, Mr. Blandings. The man paid the money down. The house belongs to him. You, you want it back? You got to buy it back. How much are you willing to pay? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now, well, all right. How much did you sell the house for? 35000 Then I'll pay 35000 Oh, Mr. Blandings, I couldn't stay in business that way. <laughs> well, then, all right. What would you consider fair? 50000 What? No, no, no. 40000 40, 40. But he bought it an hour ago for thirty-five. Well, Mr. Blandings, just because the man got it for a steal, it isn't nice for you to take advantage of it. <laughs> Personally, I think forty's a, a, a pretty good price. You would. Better snap it up while you got the chance. Market's booming. <coughs> Market's booming? What happened to the higher taxes, unsettled times, tightened credit control? Oh, Mr. Blanding, surely you don't take stock in those wild rumors. <laughs> <laughs> wild rumors? Why, that's what you told me right here in this office. When? This morning. Well, funny, I was here then. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> this is the, the... Look, I'm going to see my lawyer. I'm taking the station wagon to New York to see Bill Cole. See you tonight, dear. All right, sweet. <laughs> Bill! Back so soon, sweet? <laughs> Bill, am I glad to see you. Some scheming, unprincipled vulture is taking an option on my house. Let's go inside where we can talk. Huh? Now, this viper is trying to... Hey, hey, hey. Go easy on that door. Huh? Oh, yeah. Bill, this monster has the nerve to think he can hold me up. Jim, oh, Jim, oh. your feet are muddy. You're tracking all over my carpet. Oh, I didn't notice. Bill, what I want you to do... Please, please, is... uh, take off your shoes. Oh, for the, for the love of heaven, all right. Now, look, you've got to find out who this blackguard is. I suppose you know you knocked down three of my rose bushes driving in here. <laughs> rose bushes? Why in the name of heaven are you... Bill Cole. You may call me Squire Cole. <laughs> so you were the one that... Oh, I get it. Bill, you took the option to save the house from me. You're a real pal. I like you, too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I want you and Muriel to come up and visit often. <laughs> Bill, let's not kid around. Now, come on, give me that option so I can tear it up. I can't. I sold it. You what? Oh, now, don't get excited. I sold it to Muriel. I don't care who you... you. Oh, Bill, you are a pal after all. Oh, how can I thank you? Let me shake your hand. Oh, no, 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 that's not necessary. You can just grovel at my feet. <laughs> Are you sure you wouldn't like a Hollywood bed with a satin spread and stuffed dolls? Well, of course not. I like it just the way it is. I love you, Jim. Huh? Nothing. Shall I turn off the lights? 
Go ahead. Oh, wasn't it nice of Bill to give me back the option? Oh, it sure was. He's one in a... Hey, wait a minute. Hmm? What do you mean Bill gave it back? He told me he sold it to you. Oh, oh, well, it was his idea of a business deal. We just exchanged favors, that's all. What kind of a favor? Just a little one. Muriel. At least it seemed little enough to me. Muriel! So I sewed the button on his shirt. What were you saying, dear? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Good night, Popsy. Good night, Bunny. Cary Grant and Betsy Drake will be back with us in just a moment. Friends, did you know that TWA is the only airline that goes all the way across the U.S. and overseas to Europe, the Middle East, and India? Yes, you can board a TWA plane in 60 cities in the United States and fly to London, Paris, Rome, and other world centers abroad. And say, just ask anyone who travels a lot, and you'll find out that this one airline service is mighty important. It means you buy only one ticket. You enjoy the same courteous service all the way, and you don't have to worry about complicated connections. So fly the finest. Fly TWA, Transworld Airlines. Next time you plan a trip for business or pleasure, see your friendly travel agent. Or call your nearest TWA office. You love to fly high up in the sky. You ride the airways, star-reached airways. Smoother and swifter, flying's the way. And the best way to fly, TWA. Here again are Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. Hasn't this been a day, though? Oh, it has indeed. And speaking of Popsy and Bunny, did you know that TWA has 32,000 miles of routes across the United States and overseas? They fly from San Francisco all the way to Bombay, India. Did you know that? Of course, but what's that got to do with Popsy and Bunny? Who said anything about them? You did. When? Just a moment ago. Funny, I was in the same room. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> Good night, dear. Good night, everybody. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for Mr. and Mrs. Blanding. Starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. Brought to you by Transworld Airlines. Across the U.S. and overseas, you can depend on TWA. <laughs> Betsy Drake appeared for the courtesy of RKO Pictures and David O. Selznick. Watch for the next Selznick release, Gypsy Blood, starring Jennifer Jones and produced in Technicolor. Bill Cole was played by Gail Gordon. Others in our cast were Sandra Gould, Dick Ryan, Jim Backus, and Sheldon Leonard. Tonight's show is written by Charles Stewart and Mort Lachman, directed by Warren Lewis, and transcribed in Hollywood. Don Stanley speaking. Next, it's Fred Allen on The Big Show. More good times on NBC.
Welcome back. Well, this is, was actually the funniest episode so far, and is always very relatable. If you're a homeowner, you can get to a point where not owning this house sounds like an idea. You know, if you're having major work done, or you're having, a, you know, like they did, a bunch of little small or medium jobs constantly being done. You know, you're having people in the house, you know, two, three days a week for a few weeks. It's easy to feel like, why did I buy this house? For me, this thought doesn't usually last long. Usually, I'll just kind of remind myself of the good things, including the backyard, the neighborhood, the interest rate, the fact that for the first time in my life, I have a garage. Or I'll just think about what's involved in moving. And that right there will make any other issues that I'm dealing with at the house seem minor in comparison. But since Jim Blanding is more hot-headed than your average person, we get to explore what would happen if you just went ahead and gave in to that impulse. Now, while this was a comedy, I wonder how much the real estate practices in this episode had any basis in real life. For example, today, no realtor would try to talk you down in setting your price below what you could actually get on the market. Because what they get paid is based on a commission off of the sales price. Of course, if you had a real estate agent who sold the property based on, say, a flat fee, then they might encourage you to list it for less so that they could move it more quickly. And then, of course, you have the whole thing with the real estate agent selling the house without them having signed a contract, which wouldn't happen unless there was, like, when he listed the house with the realtor, he gave the realtor the right to accept an offer that met the listing price. So it's one of those cases where I find myself wondering, did they just totally make up a silly way to sell a house that was not something that anyone ever did, ever? Or were they poking fun at the way houses were sold, exaggerating them? And some of the situations that persisted uh, at the time led to changes in the law and to the current way that real estate works right now. I don't know, but I find myself curious when approaching these situations from past eras where everything just seems like that's not how it's done. Well, that's not how it's done now, but maybe it was then. There were two bits in here that I really loved. I, I love the part where Bill started to try to translate what Muriel was telling him into legalese to get it to make more sense. And then when Jim said, I've been a fool, and Muriel said, I know, dear. That was just such a perfect line read and hilarious because she doesn't fully know what exactly he means, but it's Jim Blanding's. So, 
We'll just take that as Rhett. Now, we also get a really good voice cast. Of course, as always, we get Gail Gordon. But then you also have Sandra Gould and the ever-recognizable voice of Sheldon Leonard, who got a lot of work in radio playing shady characters in both comedies and dramas, but as happened here, occasionally gets to break out of that just a little bit. And then there's Jim Backus. Growing up when I did, I knew Jim Backus as Mr. Howell from Gilligan's Island. And at some point I learned he did Mr. Magoo, but I didn't watch a whole lot of that. He played the real estate agent in this, and it's a much more restrained, professional voice, and probably the more common voice he would use in most old-time radio programs. Although he did have the basis of the Mr. Howe voice even in 1951. He played a character on the Alan Young show called Hubert Updike III, whose big running gag was just how incredibly, ridiculously, over-the-top wealthy he and his family were. I don't think Hubert Updike was quite the whole of Mr. Howe. Bacchus played Mr. Howe in the 60s, and I think his voice had gotten a tad lower And he also combines some other performances into making the Mr. Howe character. He had, like, this absolutely over-the-top insane drill sergeant that he did on Life with Luigi. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, that's Mr. Howe when he's getting extremely bossy and pushy. But no hint of Mr. Howell in this character or most of the other characters that Bacchus played in old-time radio. The one final thing I'll say is that I absolutely love the TWA jingle. It's got a really vintage 50s feel. If you think about the 50s and the sort of optimism and positivity that so much of the culture projected, that little jingle right there just fits perfectly. Well, that will do it for this week. We'll be back with another episode of Cary Grant in Mr. and Mrs. Blandings from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.